Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy Wednesday hump day. We're hanging out with Lori. We've got special guest host with us, one of our favorites to be in with the show with us. Let's say hi to... It's Brittany Witch. How's it going, Brittany? You know, now that I've had a child for five weeks, I feel like I should start giving mother advice to people. Just kidding. Just kidding. Isn't that wild? Yes. That's so wild. How's your first day back in the radio substitution teaching business going? First off, that's the role to have. If I came in, I think I've hugged like 12 people, some who did not expect hugs. They were like, what are you doing? You were only gone like a month and a half. Like, calm down. But no, I was just so excited to see you. It's so funny because even when I turned the corner into your, you know, like little office area, I could just smell you. And I was like, oh, Lori. Coco oh. <laughs> Chanel. Yeah. Um, no, I love it here. I mean, who wouldn't want to be at my talk? Well, someone well. who can't talk <laughs> would not like being here. That'd be not a fun place. No. But one thing, and I know, um, well, Julia will probably pick up the People magazine, but, um, you know, one of the people that um, we, we've we talked about, we've been worried about her, we've followed her career, then we've been worried some more about her. She is Hayden Pantier, yeah. which... People, she acted in soaps when she was a kid. She's been, yeah. And she, she was in, remember the Titans yes, when she was a, just 15. Yeah. Oh, she was even younger than that. She was 15 and remember the Titans. 15 remember the Titans? Wow. Yeah. And, um. I mean, there was a time where she was, it felt like she was in everything. Yeah. And she was at 15 partying with, you know, Parasol. I mean, she, those ladies were like 23, 24. Yeah. In 2005, she was out clubbing and stuff. And. Um, anyway, and it's been about four years since we basically saw her life just crash to the ground, rehab, uh, physical fights with boyfriend, having this baby, then not having the child with her anymore, entering rehab, coming back out. I mean, it's been four years of, uh, tumultuous, just hard times for her. So I was... So happy that um, she was on uh, Good Morning America. She's on the cover of People this week. The, here's the quote. I was on top of the world and I ruined it. So here's the first clip we have of her just talking about, you know, all the struggles she's had over basically the last four years because she has not we've not seen her act in anything. Nothing. It's almost like her real life life was imitating Juliet Barnes, her character in yes. Nashville. Yeah. 100%. You know? It's wild. Why, so here's, here's Hayden talking about her struggles. This morning, Hayden Panettiere is ready to jump back into the spotlight for the first time in four years. These four years have been difficult. Yes. They've been difficult. The years before were very difficult for me, too. I'd been struggling for a long time. The movie and TV star. Help me get my life back battled postpartum depression following the birth of her daughter in 2014, now sharing how deep her challenges really were. Where did you turn to for support? Um, The bottle, the bottom of a bottle. I didn't have any negative feelings towards my child. I just knew I was deeply depressed. 
and I didn't know where, you know, the alcoholism was ending and postpartum was beginning, and, and I ran myself pretty ragged. Hayden opening up about her struggle with alcoholism in the latest cover story for People magazine. I felt like I was walking blind, and there was nobody there that was really able to support me in the way that I needed to be supported. And I don't like to ask for help either. <laughs> you know, I want to be that strong, stoic woman. But I mean, when you see a, a happy-go-lucky girl for years suddenly on the floor in a, in a, in a puddle of, of mess and, and alcohol, you got to know something's wrong. And I don't know, like, who she was referring to yeah. in that sense, because I know as just, like, following, you know, gossip, following her career, following celebrities. I mean, Julian, we would express our deep concern about her because all we know her from is from the television. You know, we didn't yeah. know about, didn't really realize that she was, you know, popping pills and yeah. drinking and clubbing at 15, you know, which is very similar to Lindsay Lowen's thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, just following her career because she was dazzling in Heroes. And, yeah. You know, then she went on to Nashville and she was, you know, so, so you don't know any of that stuff, but then all of a sudden we're seeing her falling down drunk, coming out of Craig's and all the, the paparazzi are catching her in these, and we're just like, what is going on? Yeah. And 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 then her, then we started not seeing her in any acting at all. She was it was never. I mean, she literally was the, everywhere, and then it felt like just it, she would only be in the news for bad things, yeah, yeah. sad things, you know. But so um, anyway, I just I was like so happy to have this good positive, you know, this story where she is speaking really frankly. You know about um, and her alcohol, postpartum depression, and yeah. she's a young woman. Um, and I don't know. Sometimes you always think, oh, well, someone in their thirties isn't. They're going to be older before they share this kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here she is talking about, um, you know, what it took for her to get back on her feet and where she is. It took going to treatment, making a lot of great friends in treatment who can speak on your on your same level where you don't feel like you're crazy. How are you today? I'm good. It's an everyday battle. It really is. Um, I'm grateful to say that I'm sober today. And then, you know, she they go on to uh, uh, talk to her about she made the decision to allow her daughter, Kaya, um, to live with her dad, who was his, I don't know if the dad, was he a wrestler? He's, He's a boxer. A, yeah, boxer. former professional boxer, boxer. Ukrainian. And his, yeah. Ukrainian, to go and live with her dad because she was going to do a long-term rehab situation. So here she's talking about her daughter. I can only imagine one of the things you're most grateful for is your beautiful little girl. Oh, she's my, my favorite little person. And watching how she has handled this whole Ukrainian situation has really blown my mind. Hayden's seven-year-old daughter with former professional boxing legend Vladimir Klitschko calls Ukraine home. You are confident that she's safe. She is very safe. Um, and where she is, she also has a lot of friends. And so, I mean, you know, for even for her to admit that she doesn't have custody of her yeah. daughter, not very many women will admit this, Yeah, yeah. let alone do this, let alone be in Ukraine. I mean, you'd think you'd be like that, but 
um, she had recognized, I think, uh, several years ago, because her daughter is seven, yeah. that the father was the better parent yeah. for the daughter, given where she was in her life yeah. with not being able that's, to stop drinking. That's a strength. I don't know. Right. Not very many people have I it. don't think very many people have, and I don't know if I could tap into, because that that is that self-awareness on a level of, like, that's a sacrifice saying you're better off somewhere else and it's not with me. Yeah. And I think that's very strong. I, I think so too. So I feel very, so and then now here's Hayden uh, talking about, you know, what she's doing to, to take action with her daughter, not living here, living in the Ukraine uh, with the war going on mm-hmm. and seemingly like people have forgotten it. Right. So here she is. With Klitschko and his brother, the mayor of Kiev, on the front well, lines that, of the war, Hayden yeah. rushing to be by her daughter's side, ensuring she's out of harm's way. And I said, sweetie, do you, do you know what's going on in Ukraine right now? And she said, yeah, I heard something about war. And you took action. And I took action. So I created Hoplon International to make sure that every dollar that people donate goes to med kits, protective gear, helmets, and, you know, blood for the people who are on the front lines. Klitschko sharing this video from Ukraine. Thank you for the med kits and the bulletproof vests. They're going to save our lives. They are some of the strongest people I've ever met in my life. So I'm praying, of course, it ends. And, um, you know, she then they talked a little bit more about, you know, um, just really her daughter and just mm-hmm. like, you know, Gujin, you know, like, come on, but she, the daughter does live in Ukraine. And then uh, and then talking about where what she's doing, acting wise, what's happening. Well, of course, to making sure my daughter's OK, of course, to helping Ukraine, but also getting back to work and that is so good for the soul for hayden getting back to work now means reprising her fan favorite role with kirby reed in the upcoming scream six i called them up myself and was like so you guys don't like happen to want to bring kirby back do you mm-hmm. i did i wanted to be in it that badly can you tell us does kirby make it past the first kill i don't think i can <laughs> but i don't think anyone's gonna be disappointed so there you go. Yeah. I always forget that she's in a scream too. So anyway, she's the cover uh, story, um, you know, uh, and people really were very crazy about her as Juliet Barn on Nashville. Yeah. That was such a great show. And then Heroes. I mean, that and was. Yes, that, that was great was, too. I, I don't remember watching that, but I just remember we were talking about Save yeah. the Cheerleader, yeah. Save the World. Save that the was world. Constant. And then the guy who was good at hearing, good at smelling. What was his big thing? Yes. Oh, there was mm-hmm. one guy. They, they all had different talents. One guy could smell. One guy could take other people's right. powers. He was yeah. the bad guy because he could steal all their powers. Yeah. And then in the, you know, she also went on to say that because she was a working actor, she could never just go full blown, full wreck on the pills that she was taking when she was introduced to on the set of Remember Nashville. the Titans. Oh, Remember the Titans. No, yeah. she, she, I went back and checked. I'm sorry. Remember the Titans? She was only 10 years old. Okay, it's, she was only She was 10. only 10. It was okay. 15 when she was hero. So I want to make so, that clear. Okay, so that's what it was. But she Must said, I heroes. could never get fully be a wreck because I had to be on a set. I was working so much. So in a way, she said that kind of um, lengthened out. Oh, yeah. Before so she, she realized she had a problem because well, she had... 
she could keep it under wraps. Yeah, I mean, she addiction. was working so hard on so many different things, and it almost would have been better if she could have, people would have noticed yes. quicker, and there would have been a quicker downfall. And then as, um, you know, uh, Juliet Barnes on Nashville, who was, uh, you know, a rock singer or a country singer who was dealing with postpartum and alcoholism yes. and all, it was like, you know, same thing. Yeah. Imitating she was life. Going, imitating right? life. So wow. anyway, she's the cover of this week's people. Hayden Pantier. We're glad to have you back. Yeah. Yes. Right, Take care of yourself. When we come back, uh, we got the dirt alert. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Hello, Holly. We got Brittany in for a dirt alert with you today. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, Holly. Present and accounted for. That's yes, right. Ma'am. Uh, don't really have a lot of good news in this dirt alert. Oh, All right, yeah. fine. It's that week in between. It is the in between week. Mm-hmm. Lori, I think I know the word that you're. Uh... What do we call that again? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, just gonna leave that on the okay, table. Fine. Yeah, it's, we had a word for <laughs> oh, it. Oh, it's like the T. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is because uh, awkward segue away from that word. Okay, into our story that we're starting the dirt All alert right. update with today, and this is concerning former cheer star Jerry Harris. Oh yes, God, what has he done now? Well, he has just been sentenced to twelve years in Whoa. prison for his role in a child pornography oh. case. Now he was in court for sentencing today. His he had friends in the courtroom, and after the hearing today, the judge announced that he has been sentenced to twelve years behind bars. Mm-hmm. Now Harris was facing up to fifty years in prison after pleading guilty to one count of receipt of child pornography and one count of traveling with the intent to engage in illicit sex conduct. Hmm. Now, uh, federal prosecutors recommended that Jerry Harris spend 15 years behind bars. And oh yeah, mm-hmm. he. I never watched that show when everyone was talking about it. It just because that kind of reality show, it was not my kind of a thing. But yeah. I mean, oh, that's just. I, I'm. I'm. They must. I'm glad they got him. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Harris was one of the breakout stars yeah, in the first season of Cheer, uh, and uh, that series over on Netflix followed a Cheer squad, and uh, he had a very compelling. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast, and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out. There from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Narrative. And then, you know, after that first season came out, we learned a lot about Jerry Harris and what was really happening behind the scenes. And it's always so shocking how people groom you know, you know it, in seemingly innocent ways and stuff. And then the 
kids that are getting taken advantage of. I mean, it's just such a terrible cycle of I know of everything. So I just I'm I'm glad that you know he got busted. I think it's just yeah. I think what we talk about the gymnastics and cheerleading. Yes. It just attracts. Unfortunately. I think predators look at that as yeah. a, a great place to, like you said, groom a bunch of, you know, and find it just, innocent people. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. And what you're referring to probably is Larry Nassar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who is working with the U.S. gymnastics team. Yeah. It's, it's an unfortunate situation. It just makes you sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I told you this dirt alert wasn't going to be an easy one, but these are all breaking stories this afternoon, and we promise to deliver you breaking news. Now, this is concerning a stand-in for Chase Stokes on the set of Outer Banks. Unfortunately, this 22-year-old named Alexander Jennings was killed in a car accident. Oh, not while they were well, filming, or was he just was it over the Fourth of July weekend? An accident unrelated to filming. Yeah. Now this was early Tuesday morning in oh. Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He passed away as a result of injuries sustained from a double hit and run. The death was three thirteen in the morning. Now, uh, the show Outer Banks is going to continue to film in South Carolina uh, despite this death and uh, just a, a very. Tra- Tragic story all around. Is is he the stand-in for um, um, Chase? Did you say yes for Chase? Who Stokes. plays John B? Okay. I love that show. Okay, that is say, like you watch that. Show. But oh. still, are you still? Oh into yeah. It? Okay. Oh, I'm cut out. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I binge <laughs> it. I love. This is right up my alley. I know. WB esque. Yes. Very much so. Uh, and finally, in our last serious story of the afternoon, it was uh, decided today that Eric Holder Jr. has been found guilty of first degree murder in the killing of hip hop star Nipsey Hussle mm. back in. 2019, a Los Angeles County jury today uh, convicted him on two counts, each of attempted voluntary manslaughter and assault with a firearm involving two other people who were injured on March 31st, 2019. Yeah, I think they had tape and eyewitness for this guy. Yeah, for this this, you know, killing. Yeah, the deputy district attorney in this case said that the killing was cold blooded Mm -hmm. and calculated. Mm -hmm. So there he goes. His sentencing will happen on September 15th. Now we're going to shift gears into uh, news that's a little lighter. Amazon Studios has announced that they're working on a wedding comedy starring Will Ferrell and Reese Witherspoon. Hmm. I hope they're not going to be a couple. (laughs) <laughs> it's an odd mix. Hey. I, I, it's I'm an sorry, odd mix. that's not on my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is uh, being produced by Reese Witherspoon. She's going to be starring in this. Now, we don't have details, Lori, about not- what this movie is uh, going to be about. But the premise involves two weddings that are booked at the same venue on the same weekend. So, Lori, if oh. you want to go ahead with the story that they're in rival couples. That's right. He's the dad of the other. Yes, they're they're rival. They're opposite yes okay good so <laughs> that i can get into oh now if you liked the shows dead to me over on netflix and the movie barb and star go to vista del mar uh this is being produced by the same companies okay so, all right so you're gonna get a delightful hey you know what three cheers for the romantic comedy if somebody wants to bring that back slowly but surely we're getting little tastes of the romantic comedy genre over on streaming services. But, you know, we got we to gotta take what we can get. Right. Um, over on People.com, their top story this afternoon 
is Hanson, all grown up. Oh. They are fathers to 15 children. What? Not together in some family Whoa. compound. They got separate families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just want to make that clear. Uh, but in this week's issue of People Magazine, the Hanson brothers, yes, Isaac Taylor and Zach, are talking about their rise to fame and where they live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with their combined 15 children. Who has... The, all the, you know, there's one that has a bunch, right? Like 15 kids. Who's yeah. got the bunch? I don't know, but I saw <laughs> them in concert when they were grown up adults not that many years ago, and they were really good. I yeah. think they might have been at the Basilica. Okay, we got one that has a seven kids. That would be Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. So the vocalist, the keyboardist, mm-hmm. he has seven children. Uh, Isaac has three children. And then do the math, Zach has the rest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's yeah, there's you know, there's going to be one that was just wild. Yeah. So, you know, hey, party of nine over there mm-hmm. in Taylor Hansen's thing. So if you want to go look at some of those photos of what they look like now, go over to people dot com. Uh, the trailer for David O. Russell's movie Amsterdam is out. Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington. Oh, we posted that, Holly. This and what is, did you think? It, I mean, the title and the plot has been secret for so long. It looks like a screwball comedy. Yeah, this is David O. Russell's new movie. It's going to be in theaters November 4th. Mm-hmm. You can already tell that award season campaigns are underway for this one. Yeah, it's got a lot of people in it. Check out, you got to check out the trailer. That's all we can say. Make up your mind that way. But a lot of people are in this. All right, well, happy hump day. Thank you, Holly. Thanks, Holly. And to Brittany. And to Grant. Mm-hmm. And to anyone who celebrates. That's right. <laughs> we all do. That's true. We all do. I'm going, I'm going all the way back. We are going back to somebody who has uh, been gone since 2013. He lived to the age of 81 despite having a rabble-rousing, carousing, hard-drinking life. I am talking about Peter O'Toole, Hollywood and Great Britain's hellraiser of an actor. And you go, Peter O'Toole, now what was he on? Well, maybe you've seen the... uh, Shall we call it the Camel Opera? Uh, it wouldn't be right to call it a horse opera. Lawrence of Arabia, the four-hour classic movie. I know some critics think you know that this would be in like the top twenty of films, but he is um, in Lawrence of Arabia. People know him. Kids know him as the restaurant critic Ego and Ratatouille. Yes, he voiced. That guy, the the restaurant critic, he was also in a 60s classic called What's New Pussycat. Um, he was in a movie called Goodbye, Mr. Chips, My Favorite Year. Um, he, he is tied with Glenn Close for being the most Oscar-nominated actor without ever winning. Oh, really? Yeah. Although he did win an honorary Oscar in 2002 which he was quite put out about. Um, uh, in fact, he was so mad about it that initially he said that he was not going to accept it. He told the Academy to get lost. He regarded the Lifetime Achievement Award as a second-place trophy for someone who had been nominated eight times. Eventually, he was talked into it, and he ended up accepting it from Meryl Streep. But before the ceremony, um, he almost stormed out of the Dolby because there was a no-drinking policy <laughs> for people who were going up on stage. They made an exception for him, 
and he had a couple of drinks backstage yes. with Meryl Streep before she presented him the award. Of course he did. Yeah. He so, doesn't seem like he's going to be missing out on drinking that night. No, no. So apparently, so he, Peter O'Toole, I mean, his father, I mean, he had, you know, a rough childhood, born in 1932, and his father was a Catholic and a gambler. And in the 30s, these two things did not mix well, probably not any better than they mix today. But he lost his virginity at a very young age and in a very surprising way. He was 13 years old. Now, this is from him. He met a willing stripper by the name of Bubba LaRue. Bubba LaRue. Bubble. Oh, Bubble. Okay. Yeah, I was like, Bubba. And when it came to Bubble showing him intimate things, uh, she taught him everything. Oh, he said his willingness <laughs> to try new things. At 13. 13. Oh. It, 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 he became a libertine, he said, at that age. <laughs> and it prepped him for all the things that could happen to him in Hollywood. And he tried many things before he became an actor. He was a warehouseman, a copy boy, a messenger, a reporter, a wow. copy editor told him. O'Toole, try Something else, be an actor, do anything. And so he decided to be an actor, and he got a scholarship to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Were his eyes always that striking, or did they just really pump it up for Lawrence of Arabia? he has the most incredible eyes. Take a look at the photo of him. He was just unbelievable. But um, he, he really, he's a surefire natural, and he becomes this Shakespearean actor known on stage, acting in... In in London, and he met and married uh, his future wife, uh, Sean Phillips, and they were in a movie called The Holiday. And they stayed married for a pretty long time, but he would just disappear and go on benders. Um, that was his thing. Yeah, he, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were together a long time, but he drank his face off. He was like a bottle of brandy a night. Oh, wow. And he... Um, but anyway, he was very, um, he just, yeah, he was a big, big drinker. And when um, he met Princess, like, he had pretty good success right away, as soon as he graduated. And um, he, uh, when he was offered in 1960 Lawrence of Arabia, he was the third choice. Marlon Brando said no. Albert Finney said no. Peter O'Toole happily said yes. And one of the reasons people were saying no, it was a two-year film commitment. Peter O'Toole thought, two years away from my wife, two years of carousing, on location in Morocco, close to Beirut. You know, he was all for it. But um, uh, he didn't know it then, but this sand and camel epic, or as I called it, a camel opera, (laughs) would be a career-defining role and... um, Anyway, he did, when he got the role, he bought his wife a brand new car and she had it for like a day and then it disappeared. He got rid of it or lost it in a gambling thing. She never saw the car again. Oh my God. And also what, oh, he, he had, he had an affair with Princess Margaret. Oh, neat. Yeah. In 1965. So Lawrence of Arabia is out. Well, let me just tell you one good Lawrence of Arabia story. So Omar Sharif, of course, who would later go on to find great fame as a leading man and funny girl and uh what was the other one dr zhivago 
is another one of his movie. But he was such a dink, like when he met Omar Sharif, he was like, no one could be named Omar Sharif. I'm going to call you Fred. Oh, gross. Yeah. So anyway, the film had to hire a babysitter to keep Peter O'Toole from drinking. That sounds about right. And But he and Omar, despite his bad manners and calling him Fred, they both loved to gamble. Mm. And Omar would take him to Beirut and... Rumor has it that the two of them lost like nine months worth of their movie money in a weekend. <laughs> the two so they off. bonded over that. So they bonded over that. And um, could you imagine being the, the wrangler for Peter O'Toole? That'd and he be a wasn't job. even famous until 1960. I mean, he was known on stage and he'd had a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. But Alex Guinness, his co-star in Lawrence of Arabia, said he was just terrible. He would fondle women's behinds. He started fights. He loved to open champagne and then spray it in people's faces. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Could you imagine working with just like getting that in your face? I mean, I would be, there'd be so many layers. Yeah. And and then one time, <laughs> Peter O'Toole and Omar Sharif thought they were going to a brothel and they went to a nunnery. It was so late at night. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. And it wasn't a bordello. It was a nunnery. Oh, and- no. And Alec Guinness said on the filming of Lawrence of Arabia, Peter O'Toole could have been killed, shot, strapped, or strangled. And I'm beginning to think it was a pity that he never was. (laughs) Because he... So anyway, he's a big star after Lawrence of Arabia in 1965. He meets Queen Elizabeth's sister, Princess Margaret. Took a while, but he finally got her in this bedroom with him, and Uh they ended up... Uh, sleeping in the bedroom where Winston Churchill slept when he met with President Roosevelt, and the affair continued for eight years. Peter O'Toole was married. Princess Margaret was married to that guy that, you know, they had an understanding. And then he also had a very long affair with Elizabeth Taylor, even though he was big drinking buddies with Richard Burton. Oh, my God. Yeah. Peter O'Toole. I don't know if I'm impressed or disgusted, but (laughs) here we are. Yeah, here we are. He also ruffled Catherine Hepburn's feathers. She called him pigs because of his behavior. He called her nags. They were in a movie called... The Lion in Winter in 1968. Oh, my God. She berated him for keeping him on the set. When that didn't work, she punched him in the face. I love that. So, um, but yeah, um, with Elizabeth Taylor, uh, he wanted to rub, Peter O'Toole wanted to rub his affair in Richard Burton's nose. So he snuck a naked Elizabeth Taylor onto the set and hid her under a blanket until the cameras rolled. And the gag was meant to surprise Richard Burton but it ended, um, it, it made him very, very mad. But Who would have thought? Who would have thought that he would but, make him irate? But but he didn't lose his buddy because of the well, they had long fling. Yeah. No, what ended, the tr- what ended Richard Burton and Peter O'Toole's friendship was that when Taylor found them inebriated, singing happy birthday to each other while sharing a long, close, Hug, just oh. keeping each other up, you know. And then she was just like, "You're done drinking with him," and that the fun came to an end for Uh-oh. those two. That is Peter O'Toole. He was really something else. He, he really was, was. He really was. And his wife did finally uh, divorce him. And oh, little known fact: he dated uh, Trudy Styler, who went on to marry Sting because uh, 
she was a model. There you go. I and, mean, and then he ended up marrying a model wife, um, who a, a younger woman who was a model, fifteen years younger, and they had a son called Lorcan O'Toole, and he was in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, I'm gonna look him up. Look up Lorcan. So anyway, um, he was uh, something else, but never won an Academy Award. Got lots of other things, and. Um, Oh, he's cute. Lorcan is mm-hmm. very cute. Yeah. Do you remember what guy he was? N- no idea. Well, but what's his name though? Is I, he, not well, a character. I there? don't know his character. I don't know. Name. We'll have to. Well, anyway, we can look that up. That's a follow-up question. But that is Peter O'Toole. Well, thank you. I think that Arabia. was. <laughs> I think that was beautiful. All right. Listen, we come back. Uh, we gotta. We gotta talk about this Balenciaga uh, couture show in Paris. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Well, we just have to point out a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, Kim Kardashian, Nicole Kidman, and Dua Lipa all walked the runway for Balenciaga mm. yesterday. Paris Fashion Week is going on. By the looks of it, Kim Kardashian got the best dress. We also see her in the mm. most Balenciaga. All those pants that have the boots right in them or these long cat suits with the glove. The clothes we don't know how she gets in and out of. Our Balenciaga, something yep. that we will all not be wearing. Nope. But she's wearing, I think, the best dress. Dua Lipa, you know, she's got a white cocktail gown on and black half gloves and then black pantyhose, and it's just shades of the late 80s. There you go. <laughs> In that outfit, the old black <laughs> panty, the old dark pantyhose with something like And then Nicole Kidman is, uh, she's uh, wearing um, a crinkled uh Rapper, I see the runners wear at grandma's those silver things they wear around their necks, those capes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. That's kind of what she's. But it's kind of uh, uh, yeah. So it was like I, I was like it was in one of those salons, and they were walking around just like uh, one of the other models. They were, yeah. you know, in the actual Balenciaga salon. Um, I went upstairs. I don't even know. I'm on some Balenciaga um, email list. Yeah. And I have no idea why. Why? And I know. I don't know why. Like, they just, I, I've, I must Probably have. Probably because we're talking about it right now. I signed up for it at some point, I guess. But they've been randomly sending me. And they did a, um, uh, a thing with, uh, like, gay pride. Mm-hmm. And it was like $800 for these really cute sweatshirts that just say gay on them. $800? Yes. You know you could make a sweatshirt. I know. Like I know. But it was like just so funny. I even got the email. I was oh, like, yeah. why am I on this list? I can't afford it. But right. fine, I'll check them out. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, yeah. So they did make um, Nicole Kidman wear the sunglasses that Kim likes wearing. They look so dumb They look on very, her. like, Batman-ish. Oh, they look, yeah. They look, like, oh. like yeah. honestly, and they remind me of almost, like, 80s sunglasses that they would wear on like a jet ski. Yes. Like they look so awkward and weird. Yeah, they do. They're very Anyway, and but, I love a good a giant sunglass. Yeah, so so that that's where all the um, you know, I have found the fun photos of where are the celebrities? Yeah. If they're not in Ibiza or somewhere, they're in Paris at Paris Fashion Week. There you go. That's, What's, where, that's where we're headed next after this. That's where we're <laughs> headed next. That's right. Uh, Brittany has pulled the string and found somebody with a private jet. Oh, of course. Nice. Yeah. And, um, and of course, we do have to pick up the 
baby and the husband. Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Or at least just the baby. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Justin. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> you got to work. Okay, so you, Brittany, have been watching Real Housewives in your limited time. Anything other TV shows you've watched yes. that you want to recommend? I would highly recommend, especially for you and um, my talk listeners, is Minx. Minx. Oh, love it. Is, and yeah, I think, Grant, you did mention oh, it to us a while ago. Is, is this the six-episode series on, like, HBO Max? There's, yes. Yes. Maybe and it's more. about it's about the uh, the idea of having a great magazine that empowers women and shows a little nudity at the oh, same time. Oh, that's right. Yes, I know. I would love that. I I need to write this down and put it's, it on my list. The writing's so great, so funny. The uh, they really do a good job with character actors. I mean, they have these great. You already like they've got such texture to all the characters, yeah. but the writing is just fun. And they had an episode we watched last night where they have a mob. Um, who is in helping them get their magazines out and they have to go to the mob Bob's <laughs> boss's house and the woman at this magazine has to go in the kitchen and work with the mob, yeah. uh, you know, wives. And it was so done so well showing you how they actually had power and their ability to manipulate their husbands. And oh, like, oh, well, yeah, we saw that in The Sopranos. Yes, mm-hmm. and Goodfellas mm-hmm. and things like Good, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it was such a, a great episode. I mean, we were laughing. We were, it was just written well. You're going to love it. And yeah. Jake Johnson does a really good job. I mean, yeah. from New Girl. Yeah. Right. Jake, I mean, Jan- Jake Johnson's one of those guys who is written by a woman. It feels like it's <laughs> smart, like in the way that we like uh, what we like about hacks i was 100%. just gonna say very much so like hacks yeah. where it's not necessarily a comedy it's not necessarily you know a drama it's a but dramedy it's a dramedy and it's also you know there's there's so many fun things in it in 70s i'm telling you oh, yes. that jack mm-hmm. johnson he is like i just think he is written by actually what women want he's and amazing it's, it's funny because he's you know not built he's not this muscle actor yes he's okay. uh he's the nick from new girl he's the one who's got like that little beard uh, the funny oh, yeah, guy yeah yeah. yeah yeah i think that's like yeah. what women want and on right Minx, now. he is the guy that runs the magazine outlet okay that is allowing her to put out this magazine so it's him and her basically going back and forth and he's teaching her that he puts it this way sometimes you can't get your dog to take a pill so you got to put a little peanut butter on it to get them yeah. to take the pill and that's how he describes how we can put this magazine, magazine out there yeah, cuz she wanted to put a little, little penis in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, uh, I like penis it. butter. I'm yeah. sorry. I meant to say peanut butter. butter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I meant to say peanut butter. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I missed you guys. Um, okay, tell me what you guys are watching. Sorry I took over there. Well, I grand I but well Animal Kingdom is back. Yes. So it's the sixth and final season and that show has just been epic and mm-hmm. And what's that on? TNT. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been watching The Old Man. The which Old has Man been on really, FX with FX Jeff Bridges. Yes. We, we like that a lot. Oh, he's fantastic. It's okay. very good. It has this CIA. Yeah. In, it's got the intensity, like the thing that we liked about Jack Ryan yes. or G- Goliath or Reacher. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's got the, and, and John Lithgow. You don't know if he's a good guy, guy or a bad, bad guy. guy. And he's so amazing. It's a great dynamic between two great actors. Yeah, I, I think that like, I think you'd like it. Probably. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Little violent. Your husband times. would like it too. I'm in. Yeah. What was what like was the one it. you guys yeah. talked me to? Outer, outer, outer range. range. Yeah, outer range. I ended up watching that twice because I made my mom watch it. Oh my god, it's that so crazy good. show! It jumped the shark right at the end. Yeah, I loved it. Weird. Well, Brittany, we'll see whenever Julia takes more time off. I love it. I will be here. <laughs>